Welcome to another episode of Infinity X, where we give a stage and microphone to human excellence in the pursuit of never-ending opportunities and merging ecosystems with world-renowned entrepreneurs and influencers. Now, here's your host, David Harder. Okay, welcome everybody from the hallowed halls of Epic Financial Strategies in the Epic Productions podcast studio. We are Infinity X, where we give a stage and a microphone to human excellence in the infinite pursuit of merging ecosystems and creating infinite sales opportunities for entrepreneurs, for business owners, and for like-minded individuals. And tonight is absolutely no different. Um, We are so humbled and so excited to have a one and only um, author, international speaker and the founder of Your World Within, Mr. Eddie Pinero. Eddie, how are you this evening, my friend? I'm great. I'm great. No, thank you uh, for having me on. I'm pumped. Uh, it, it's, it's the honor and the privilege is absolutely ours. And, um, you know, I'm, uh, I'm going to be joined here by uh, my partner and the CEO and founder of Epic Financial Strategies, uh, Rob Gill, here in, uh, in one moment. Uh, but uh, how has your Tuesday gone so far, bro? Zero complaints. Zero complaints. Got uh, got a little workout in early and just been, uh, you know, doing the usual, writing some speeches. Fantastic. Oh, writing some speeches. Okay. So yeah. um, I want, I'm going to, I'm going to play in that space for, for a few minutes, but um, Eddie, I always say that to, uh, to know where you're going, you have to know where you come from. Right. And so uh, where did, where did it start for you? Where did you grow up and, and where are you from in the world? Sure. Yeah. Military family. So I moved around quite a bit. Um, and, and that might have something to do with my proclivity to, to change. Um, but, um, yeah, bounced around and, uh, lived in, grew up outside of, uh, of Los Angeles, went to college near Boston, um, in Miami now or the Fort Lauderdale area. So moved around quite a bit and been doing the, the, your world within thing for, uh, like seven years now. So fantastic. And, and are you from, you're from the Los Angeles area originally? Yeah, well, that's where that's where I spent most of my childhood. But like I said, I was born in Japan, Virginia Beach, lived in Phoenix for a while, uh, then like a nice chunk, like 10 or 12 years outside of uh, L.A. So I kind of consider that uh, my home. But then high school and college were in Boston. So uh, a little bit of everything. And what was it like growing up in a military family? Um, I think you definitely see the discipline, right? That's pretty, pretty evident right out of the bat um, or right out of the gate, I should say. Um, But it was, it was good. I mean, you know, moving around was, you know, you're, you're very dependent on family and, you know, we, uh, we have a a strong, uh, you know, a strong connection and have each other's back. And that's always been important for me. It's like, it's one of those things where I feel like it's always helped me to take risks uh, knowing that you have the, that, that core group with you, uh, you know, all the time. So definitely a meaningful, important part of my life. That's incredible. And, you know, uh, as, uh, as a son of someone who, uh, was, uh, in the air force, uh, and what, but what part of the military did, uh, did your parents serve? Uh, grandfather was Navy. My father was army. That's incredible. Uh, West Point is relatively close to where I'm, where, where I live currently. Oh, but okay. uh, as yeah, as the son of an Air Force veteran, uh, from one family to another, I thank you and uh, your family for their service. Uh, I think in at this time, uh, it's never ever been more relevant, and more important. So uh, God bless and thank you very very much for that, um, Eddie. I would like to make a introduction as well. As always, I am joined by my partner and the founder of Epic Financial Strategies, Mr. Rob Gill. Rob, how are you this evening, brother? How's Great, it going, Rob? Thank you. 
you so much. Hey, Eddie, what's up, man? Happy, uh, happy trajectory Tuesday, brother. Loving it. Good to see you. Yeah, great to see you. And I and I just jumped on. Um, I'm not going to disturb the flow between you and David, but uh, to echo his point, thank you uh, not only for serving. Um, you know, but just week, just for clarity, I, I didn't serve. Okay. I just came from a yeah family. Did. did yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. For, thank your family. My dad was in the Korean War as well. Um, oh wow. Yeah, he was also a police officer for 27 years. What I what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn it back to Dave, and then I'll I'll start you know integrating my way in as you go through the process. But uh, Ed, just so you know, real quick, who we are and, and what this channel um, is about and why it was created. During COVID, um, we had right before that gone from, from a sales meeting perspective in our practice from about from eight to 175 new sales meetings a month. And it happened because we have a partner, Sean Callagy, who is the founder of Unblinded. And he's created a map on integrity on how to take people through sales with integrity from hello to yes and we did really really well and as a result of that um we had good momentum COVID happened and david my partner and i said listen we should share with everybody how they could increase their sales uh 17 fold right that was the number 19 19 fold mm -hmm. so we wound up doing that uh we did a couple of these meetings and we realized wait why should we say 19 fold because we do believe in transformational vocabulary, um, what you visualize, you become. So we didn't want to get stuck at 19. So we then changed the name to Infinity X. And then it was about honoring good folks like yourself, right? Um, as a result of, of this formula, it's founded in Unblinded. You know, now in the month of September, we're going to have over a thousand sales meetings this month. And, um, you know, we're tracking towards the end of the year, getting close to 2000. And we've gone from eight to 20 different advisors, agents, during that time frame, So we always want to honor what got us here, especially as we're taking great folks like yourself through the process. But with that, David, I'm going to turn it back to you and um, you know, I'll pick and choose my spots. Awesome. Thank you, Rob. I appreciate that. And so, so Ed, um, <clears throat> when did you, when did you identify that you had the entrepreneurial spirit to really call it invent your own world and invent your own job? Um, was that in high school or, you know, t tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. Well, I think, it was more uh, understanding what I didn't like than what I did, you know? And, and first of all, to, just to backtrack, like, I think it's, it's incredible what you guys have done in your story. I, I said uh, kind of at the beginning of COVID, like it's such a, it's such a difficult time, you know, particularly last year um, and knocked so many people on their ass. And it was like the folks that can find a way to use this to propel themselves um, will we'll really come out ahead. And there's, there's, there's some value here if you look for it. And when I hear stories like that, I just get so pumped. I get so excited. So cap tip to you guys. That's, that's really awesome. Right. Um, to, to answer your question though, the, the entrepreneur thing. Um, yeah, it was, it, it was a very specific like turning point in my life. Like for me, um, it was not, what can I do? What can I make? What can I delve into? It was like, how can I not screw up? What am I supposed to do? Right. And I lived my whole life like that. You know, I, I got good grades in high school to get to a good college. I got into this like future leaders program after college and learned some great things, met some beautiful, incredible people. But at some point when you're driving to work thinking I'd, I'd want to get a flat tire, it's like you have to make some changes. And so that's when I started asking myself, what do you love to do, man? Like what? you know, that sweet spot, which I'm sure you guys talk about all the time. It's like, what do you love to do? And how does that intersect with where you add value to the world? 
Because if you invest some time into that and you find that, uh, things will change and will change quick. And so that's when I started really emphasizing that. And you went to Holy Cross, correct? I did, yeah. And, and what, was, what was your focus uh, in school? Uh, did you know that you were going to apply you know, what you were studying in school to the business that you're running currently? I had no idea. I mean, I, I, <laughs> it's in the, the ways are sort of indirect, too. I was a political science major. So I was like politics, politics, politics. And uh, you know, when I look back now, um, I think the, the value that I found there was, one, learning how to think critically and write. Like you write you, so many papers on you know, you're crafting narratives out of very subjective things and, and trying to prove your point. And, and you become um, someone that can articulate yourself well if you do that enough. And so that's definitely the value. And then the crew team was a big part of my life. Um, you know, in, in college, that really shaped me. Um, you know, the discipline, the structure, just being part of something bigger than myself. You know, I, I always joke around, I thought I worked hard. <laughs> I had no idea what hard work was, right? Until you have a couple coaches screaming at you at 5.30 in the morning. So mm. uh, yeah, the, definitely a valuable time, but it didn't, didn't affect me the way I thought it would. Very, very indirect. So, um, so you took the, um, you know, the 5.30 a.m. club and later on in your professional career, were you able to apply that towards some of the principles that you do today? Yeah, I think, um, again, it's always weird to hear myself say this. Like the, the, the value, like the things as I was living them, I didn't appreciate them as much as I do now. You yeah. know, um, I'm a runner now. I run all the time. And uh, the, the parallels between running and life are everything. I've learned so much from crew and running and the sport and just the idea that, um, one, you don't have to be there in the first place. You can sit it out. You just miss the benefit. You know, yep. you learn that the struggle becomes your strength. You learn that when things hurt and you find a way to push through that is when you feel the best and you look in the mirror and you're proud of yourself and all these things that are like, yeah, it's running or yeah, it's crew or, you know, athletics, but it's life. They're the same yep. thing. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. How many miles a day do you run or a week? It depends. I'm like trying to run less and mix in a little bit of strength training, you know, but uh, <laughs> I, ha I have one route that's about five and a half miles and then one that I do that's about nine. So I'm running about twice a week now. Wow. Awesome. And did you do any marathons? I've done a half and then I did like a couple weird, like 500 mile uh, treks with some buddies, like relays across Texas. And uh, wow. How long did that yeah. take? How, how, how many was that like a couple weeks did it take uh no it was like two or three days we wow. were we were we were in this uh it's, it's a really interesting story he's, he's the guy um he's got this like rv and he just calls me up and he's like you know big fan of your channel uh, i go on this run with some employees do you want to come and i was like why not right and and uh he's a, a friend of mine now but um it's like you run five or six miles. The trailer picks you up, continues forward. You rest for about 45 minutes and then you're back out. So it's like Pretty a continuous cool. thing. Yeah, it was fun. It was good. Has this like those kind of um, opportunities, I'll call it, has that has, has that have had any impact on your business at all? Uh, what do you mean by opportunity? Like um, random things so, like that? Yeah. Relationship capital. Does it translate into your business at all in any way, shape or form for anyone that's it's, watching us an entrepreneur? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know. It's been, been everything. Um, the friendships and the people that have come, come into my life. Um, wow. yeah, it's, uh, 
it's inspirational and you, you learn, like it's one of these things when you're sort of in your own world, your own box, you don't even realize there are areas in your life where you can level up. Yeah. Um, but some of my good friends now and people that I talk to, maybe not on a daily basis, but a couple of times a week, you know, reached out out of nowhere. One of my, my good friends, uh, you know, a lawyer in Ohio, he calls me, he's like, do you want to have an accountability buddy? And I'm like, I have no idea what that is. And, uh, he's like, you know, basically send each other a quote or something at five in the morning, just make sure we're up, pump each other up. And I was like, sure. And, uh, you know, a couple of years later, it's, uh, yeah, we have a, a very good friendship. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, back to you, brother Dave. What do you got? So you graduated Holy Cross when? Uh, 2010. Yeah, 2010. And then immediately after that, did you enter into the workforce or did you just go right at your business? Like, what did you do next? Right into the workforce. Yeah, there was this, uh, it was property casualty insurances program, program called Future Leaders. And um, basically, they move you around the company to different spots and uh, kind of get, get you a feel for the organization. And because most of us had never, you know, no experience with that type of, of, of let, the industry, let alone the specific business. So, um, and the part that I stayed the most at that, that I, th I enjoyed the most was um, creating like training and, and helping bring people on. Um, and, and painting the picture, telling the story in, in ways that I thought was most valuable, having lived it, right, and seen the ins and outs of, you know, coming in cold, what are different ways to tell that story that help prepare people. So, yeah, I was there for four years, two years in Roanoke, Virginia, and then they transferred me back to, to Boston for two years. And then uh, that's after four years when I parted ways. But I find that so interesting. So you went from poli sci to PNC, right? <laughs> yeah, how, yeah. What, how did how did that transpire? Like, what was the attraction to property casualty? Um, there wasn't. I mean, there he was needed, zero. He attraction. needed a job. Yeah, there was. There, but when I say when I say that I wanted to do the right thing without thinking for a second about what I truly enjoyed or loved or what was best long, like I just didn't. I thought this is a. Uh, uh, a reputable offer, you know, the company's reputable, it pays well, um, you know, the, the, the girls at the bar might be impressed by it, like I'm in. And then, you know, it's, it's doing it over and over and over again that you're like, ah, no, this is not my jam. This is not my jam. Um, and, and I always joke around because like, uh, you know, I have, I have good friends that are in the industry, obviously, and they love it and they thrive on it. And they think what I'm doing now is just, you know, the uncertainty and you guys know the ups and downs of entrepreneurship, the trials and tribulations. It's like, sometimes you feel like everything's working for you. And sometimes you're like, well, you know, big swing and a miss here. Um, you know, so it depends, depends what, what motivates you and what pushes you. And I just, I, I love the, uh, the idea that you, you wake up and what you create is what you get. So when did you have the aha moment? Like, okay, you know, I'm having some success property casualty wise, right? I'm getting, you know, I'm you eat what you kill to a degree, but when did you have that moment where you said, okay, it's time to pivot. It's time to make a change. Yeah. Um, year four. So I, uh, I was building a home studio um, and just like, I was playing acoustic shows around Boston, writing music. I was writing speeches, um, kind of just doing creative stuff. I had a camera. I would go out and try and make like little short films, blog, creative, or just all this stuff and kind of learning what I liked and what I didn't. But that made the transition seamless. That made the transition like, well, seamless is, is overstating. Uh, it was not seamless, but it made it doable because I had created this world that I had one foot in, one foot out. 
you know? Um, so when it was time, it was, it was time. And so I left that job and, uh, I always say, and, and just stop me if I'm, if I'm rambling in places you guys don't want to go, but, uh, enjoy. one of the most important lessons of my life was right after, um, I left the, the, the corporate world and I was like, I want to make an album, like a seven song EP and I want to write it and produce it. And I sat there in my room for three days awesome or three months uh and wrote it and edited it, engineered it i got like you know all these copies i sent it to every bar in boston uh radio stations in boston colleges in boston and uh it would not be an exaggeration to say not one person got back to me and and oh, i think wow. that was the first time and this is why it was such a pivotal thing like how could it be great right it's the first time i'd ever truly done that start to finish like i'm not an engineer right i'm just navigating around pro tools and, and some of the software um but it's like is the first time i've ever put that much energy into something taken that big of a risk and gotten zero back mm. um and i had to learn not to take it personally and i had did, to learn I, that can, I, can I play how did of you course. learn not to take it personal I, for all the folks that are out there thinking that you put 90 days into it behind closed doors, sent it out to every uh, radio station bar and not one person got back. Can you talk about that feeling and then talk about how you overcame that um, from a strategic, let's call it a map perspective, a massive mm. action plan? Yeah, well, it's like, what options do you have, right? Because at first, like, I was devastated. And, you know, even today, like, it wouldn't feel good. But what you the point is, you learn to cope with it. And you learn it's not a reflection of you. It's part of the process. And I think mm. at that time, not knowing that well said, thank you. Um, it, it was, uh, you know, it was like, well, I'm a failure. You know, I missed the mark. This is not for me. I made a mistake quitting. And what you're really getting there is the lesson that look, the world's not going to give you anything. And it doesn't it doesn't mean you're not good. It means you need to step up and find ways to add more value. You need to become better because um, value is what makes the world go round. And, and, and that was, was what, yeah. sorry. What was the okay? Um, you asked yourself the right question, right? You you ask an empowering question. Mm -hmm. What led after the no one knocking on the door based on that ninety days? And and listen, uh, I'm not sure if this happened to you or not, but maybe some people close to us kind of tells us everything's going to be okay, or sometimes they could hurt us. I don't know if they did or not for you, but what was the, what was the missing ingredient that then led to the people knocking on your door? I think it was the pivot, like being willing to continue to move forward and the, the components of what I did that I loved to take and continue to believe in and move forward with, but also not be stubborn be willing to adjust. And, mm. you know, I, I talk about it all the time. There's that sweet spot. Again, what are you good at? Cause you have to love it and you have to add value, you know, to, to the world. And so the reality is um, something that I've learned over time. We all have our strengths and, you know, I'm, I'm an above average writer um, singing. Uh, you know, I, I could spend my whole life doing it. I would never be uh, you know, I'd never win the voice. So uh, it was like, well, take that, take that thing you love. And put everything you have into being great at that thing. Um, and so that's what I started doing. I'm like, you know, I started in a different way, right? So picture this, the, the, one, of the, one of the first videos for the channel, I composed like cinematic background music, right? So like now I have my music, I got that itch. It's like done, all right? So now 
I want to write a speech over it. And I'm thinking in my head, like, you know how Apple can sell you an iPhone without showing you an iPhone? There's people dancing around and you want to cry and you're like, I don't know why, but this just feels good. Yes. I'm like, well, that's, that's the storytelling I want to do. And, uh, and that's what I started doing, just taking very mundane things in my life. Um, you know, the, the, the L's that I just told you about, the wins, everything in between. And I'd write three to five minute speeches with music and make it this little piece of art and put it out into the world. And what I found is not only did I feel like a million bucks and love doing it, but people were reaching out and they're like, oh my God, like this perspective helps me. And uh, I didn't think about it this way, or I listen to this when I, I wake up and it, it, you know, gets me focused and I'm like, okay, here we go. Right. And, and you start to like, it's almost like all of those little steps and mistakes, like slowly began to turn that gear. And yep. now I, I see it going. And that's, that's kind of the, the beginning. That's amazing. He asked himself the right question empowering questions that led to you know obviously momentum and everything else back to you brother yeah yeah and 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 when you know post that you know call it failure uh or successful failure success step. Yeah, yeah success step <laughs> right, success right. Exactly, step. exactly that you know the, the success step um you know what um you know you pivoted you you you, you did you start on the um at, at, on the on the social media front in terms of uh, putting out the, uh, the the your world within or that was the birth of where your world within came from correct yeah the the crux of uh of my platform has always been youtube and uh you know i think that's that's the beauty of the platform obviously it removes the middleman you know it's 2021 that doesn't surprise anyone but that's a very I still don't take that for granted. Like, I don't need to ask anyone or run anything by anyone or have a producer give me a thumbs up or a green light. It's like, nope, done, out, right? Out to the world. And also uh, the marketing. I mean, it's, you know, I'm almost 258,000 subscribers on YouTube and I've, I've never wow. paid for marketing. That's incredible. Um, how, how long have you had YouTube, if you don't mind me asking? Since the very beginning of this. So it was like, 20 late 2014 good for you and and quick question for the entrepreneur that are out there do you have in your youtube channel um a process where people can come to a landing page and and reach out to you directly or your team directly for whatever your services are is that is that existing in your i do your yeah right my, my website's very minimalist um geoworldwithin.com and it's uh, a contact page and people are, are welcome to reach me with with any inquiries or requests or anything like that that's tremendous. Good, Dave. I didn't mean to cut that off. That's, no, not a problem. Thanks. Great access. Yeah, no, yep. Thank you for that, Robin. And, 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 and that's a good access point as well. So Ed, Eddie, take us into your world within. Um, what exactly, what exactly do you do? Talk, talk a little bit about your company and what it is that, uh, that you focus in on for your clients. Yeah, sure. So I, I consider it storytelling. I consider it, um, I you that. know, helping people uh, be better and live better lives and reach their, the, you know, their potential. It's, it's always amazed me and, and you live this or, or you have to live this. I feel like to, to really understand it. And when I did, it just, you know, the, the idea that such a small change in perspective can change your world. It can change your life. Like I've heard quotes that are, you know, mind blowing to me. Ryan holidays, confidence is earned. That's three words. And I think about it every day, you know? And, um, so I'm like, I want to create, art and messaging that's also valuable. And I don't want it to be valuable to a specific group, um, which I know in, in a, uh, a lot of ways people say is the death of a business, but I want it to be broad. I want the athlete and the artist and the entrepreneur and the, you know, the, the exec, like I want everyone to understand this because we feel the same things. And um, 
so that's really what it, it it's like I consider it two tracks you know you guys asked about social media um, a few minutes ago and and that's kind of what it is it's like um, storytelling on social media and so that is a lot of work I exhaust a lot of energy there putting out those videos writing those speeches translating to a podcast Instagram now TikTok uh, which I never thought I'd hear myself say, but it's uh, it's <laughs> actually an incredible platform. It's like um, the gold. It's like the gold rush of the 1800s TikTok. You're not wrong. You're not wrong, man. Yes. And it's funny. I was late to jump on Instagram too. I'm like, I don't want anything to do with this. And now that three years, I I was stubborn. I'm like kicking myself for you know. You got to yeah. get in early. Um. So yeah, that's the the social side. And then for you know business, I, I write a lot of speeches for people. Um. Wow. And it yeah ranges you know, f f across the spectrum, um, create videos for folks. And then keynote speaking is a, is a huge part of, uh, of what I do. That's amazing. So do, do people hire you to do their social uh, content? Is that something that you do? Or is it is it just subject matter specific for somebody? Yeah, well, it's funny, because like, especially starting out, you don't really have the luxury of, of saying no, in a lot of ways, right? So I, I, I find that I don't, enjoy like managing social media for folks. Um, and I don't think that's the road that I want to go, but like, I'll, I'll create videos for people to use, like when they have a product launch or, um, you know, uh, something for their website or, um, the beginning of uh, a conference, they want a, a video to roll out. Uh, so that's the type of thing that I, I usually, um, highlight reels. Like, a, highlight. like a, a highlight reel, like the beginning of a conference, you would do like a three minute highlight reel. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Like there will generally be a theme. Uh, and, and I'll just sort of talk about that in the context of the audience and what they're looking for and, and kind of get people feeling good about, uh, about the world they're living in. Awesome. Yep. You know, when it, it COVID brought out the entrepreneurial spirit in a lot of people, right. You know, because the traditional nine to five got sacrificed quite a bit and people mm -hmm. started looking at, Hey, well, what are other verticals that I can take a look at to try to drive, you know, additional revenue, but also people were not prepared when COVID came in, right. Especially if you were running a business, it was a hard time for people, you know, from a right. liquidity perspective. So talk a little bit about some of the struggles, if you don't mind that, that you, or some of the encounters that you had as you were building and, 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 and building out your brand. And what did you str do strategically to pivot around those struggles to, mm -hmm. you know, keep the forward trajectory happening in your business? Yeah. I mean, it's beautifully said. It was like, it was, uh, sort of the the iceberg that we're all moving towards and then when it happens yeah you realize like keynote speaking like speaking engagements boom gone right so there's five or six a month that are just not happening now um you know and then you know i had a few clients in california uh that their their business just shrunk and you know they couldn't continue to to do what they were doing so it's like all right uh well here's your opportunity then to truly double down on social crush social media i mean you're in a world now where you can make money sitting in your bedroom. If you're putting out content, you're adding value that way. Well, you have a bedroom yeah. and you sure as hell have time. So uh, <laughs> it, it was, you know, really increasing the YouTube, focusing on YouTube, um, learning about the algorithm, uh, which sounds trivial, but it's not. Like, uh, you know, if you look at 2014 to 20, even 19 for me, three to five minute speeches three to five minute videos. And now the algorithm just doesn't share those. So it's like, it, you got to change with the platform. So now everything's 10, 12, 15 minutes. So yeah, I was um, just, thank you. Um, uh, Ed, thank you for that. Just for the folks that are, you know, launching their YouTube channel. Can you talk a little bit deeper 
into not only the algorithm, because I think YouTube has these things called shorts now, and it mm. seems to be the buzz, but I don't know if it is or not. Um, are you suggesting that videos longer than 10 minutes capture the algorithm better than the videos that are shorter than 10 minutes? Yeah, it, it's funny. So I, I um, work with Evan Carmichael, who I consider to be like one of the just he, he knows the platform better than anyone else. And so, you know, he's a, a coach and a mentor to me uh, for YouTube. And so he tests and he tests and he tests and he tests. And there's and I've heard other people say this as well. We're still kind of unsure um, the, the correlation between shorts and everything else. They're definitely separate. Um, so it's, it's kind of an unknown right now, but as far as like long form videos, YouTube really values watch time. And so if you put out a three minute video and your audience watches it 100%, you're going to get a three minute watch time per average. Uh, if you put out a 20 minute video and they watch five minutes of it, you're getting a longer watch time, even though they watched a smaller percentage. Right. So for example, I, I put out a three hour video. Uh, last week and uh, just all these, uh, all these, all these speeches um, put them together. And uh, it's like blown up. It's, it's very quickly too, because it's got a, what a 40 minute watch time and that like, (laughs) you know, so paying attention to that is certainly valuable. The, uh, you know, you know, what's interesting and you know what, thank you for sharing that. And I'm going to speak directly to my team behind the camera as I'm saying this to you, because one of our partners is Chris Crone. He is a, um, top 20 global influencer on YouTube. Okay. He has, he has 700,000 subscribers and his ability to monetize his channel pound for pound based on the subscribers is pretty incredible. And he had made the shift where um, he does three videos a week instead of five, but the three, one of them is let's say a podcast like this for an hour. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. then two videos that are directly in a studio that are about 20 minutes each. Whereas before that, the whole first two years that I knew him, it was really eight to 10 minute videos every day. And mm-hmm. he's made that shift. So I, I, I think that's what you're kind of saying. Um, you had the long form video, right? Which would be the podcast version. Um, and then you create the other two 18 minute videos. You did three hours and um yeah, it's been, you know, he did make a jump by about at least another 100,000 subscribers, I'd say in the last, I don't know, maybe eight or nine months. I'm not really sure, but but it did make a jump because he was kind of status quo a little bit at a certain number. And uh, once he made that adjustment to your point, and thank you for sharing that, uh, it reinforces a lot of stuff for us over here. Um, that's pretty cool. So thanks, that's I a, appreciate that. That's awesome to hear. And I'm happy he made that jump. It's like- um, you really have to experiment with that stuff. And I did the same thing. Like last summer, I was putting out six videos a week, six. And, I, and I'm like, you know, the, I'm willing to commit. I'm willing to do, you know, if this sucks, it sucks, but let's, let's have it suck now, right? So 10 years from now, you know, um, and then y- you tinker with some things and you realize it's like, wait, if I cut this in half yep. and make the videos a little bit longer, everything yep. goes up, right? So yeah, it's like, there's, there's this situational awareness you really have to constantly be cognitive of. Yeah. And in your business, you constantly got to be innovating at all times, right? There's no like, all right, this is the way it is going forward. You want to be able to kind of triple down on what works, but also eliminate what's not working, you know? Yeah. And um, yeah, this is a really cool conversation. Back to you, brother. Who is the ideal avatar for your company? Like, who do you look Great at? Who, who are you looking at and who are you marketing towards? Great question. Um, 
the age range is 18 to, uh, to what is 20, 32, um, 18, the 18 to 25 demo is definitely the biggest graphic or, or demographic. And then oh. I think the second might be 26 to 32, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but you know, my, it, it's funny because it has shifted, you know, when I think about like on Instagram, my audience is like 90% female, yes, uh, on, on the, same. Well, the, no, no, the biggest growing, it's funny. Cause my son's high school teammates, mothers love my Instagram. <laughs> and so then, it goes, and, man. and that's yeah. between like my, cause I'm 50, but that's like between the age of 40 and 50 year old women. Mm-hmm. Right. They love it. It's crazy. And it's all about financial planning. That's all I tell. It's not, it's not like I'm, you know, going to the gym and working out and doing post. It's all like just knowledge about finances and, you know, yep. what, what can a million dollars give you in retirement, that kind of stuff. And uh, it's interesting because I think what you're saying is the dynamic or the demographic changed based on how you styled up and changed your YouTube videos, I would assume. Yeah, you know, exactly. And there was, I mean, cause running, it was very running heavy at first. Right. And then, uh, you know, I had this realization and like, again, I, I, there, there's sort of uh, the rational side and the emotional side. And, and admittedly, like I took the emotional side and, and I'm, I'm sticking with that. It's like, if you make it a running channel and you go all in, you're going to get the, you know, mid twenties, uh, male millennial dudes that are very, you know, it's a, it's a very coveted demographic, but I just don't want to, you know, I like to be able to sit down and just write about anything. And, uh, that's sort of the, the, the way that I've, I've chosen to, to pursue it. So, yeah. And, and it's like, you were mentioning about your buddy, right? It's like you record something, uh, and it's, you know, an hour. Well, from that, you know, right. For me, TikTok and Instagram are female for sure. They're short TikTok, seven seconds, sometimes, sometimes longer, but short, uh, Instagram short. So it's like, well, what would appeal to this audience? You know, the most emotive, maybe softer part of the speech. And then as opposed to YouTube where it's, I think it's like 65% male. It's, it's a lot more male. Um, you know, it, it's different. So it's again, just sort of having that, that awareness. Yeah, you know, it's funny, I consider and I'm and this is non gender specific, as I say this. So I don't want this to come come across the wrong way. Um, YouTube to me, seems to be more like I'm going to say the big leagues, mm-hmm. right? Um, much more of a heavier lift. Um, if done properly, though, like for us, you know, do we, we started our channel a year ago, we're about to get to a 1000 subscribers. But what's interesting is we average 40 really good sales appointments off our channel. See, right? that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, and, and we're in the insurance space, just so you know. So now if I was to say, okay, 40 appointments, we're not buying 20 pairs of sneakers, right? You know, these folks are sitting down and doing some really good business planning in the insurance space, right? So now that's a different profit margin based on our outlay. Right. Like mm. we could one person can pay for the channel for the for the year, truthfully. Um, but but just on averages could pay for it on a monthly basis the way it is now. So it's been a slow we, we're I think 13, 14 months into it. It's been slow. We are close to a thousand. We do have over uh, twenty five hundred watch time hours to your point. And we've begun to make that shift to having one video during that week for an hour. And then the other two videos, you know, copy and Chris's style 
for 20 minutes just to see how that plays out. And you're making up great points because you're right. If hundred percent of the people on your channel, watch the four minute video versus 20% of the people watching the 20 minute video, it's a, the numbers are the same. So why not do more of the longer firm videos now on Instagram and TikTok, we get a lot of private messages on Instagram. They don't necessarily click the link and go to our landing page, but on TikTok they do. Yeah. So it's such an interesting. It's, that it's is, interesting. yeah. I never yeah. Really thought that. Yeah, that's that's how it is. A lot more people on TikTok challenge a lot of things that we say and get angry. Like, listen, dude, you, you know. That, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's like, just like, that's just life in the big city. Yeah. Like, like with a four hundred one k, when you take distributions you understand that you get taxed at ordinary income. And I've done a couple of videos on that and people went ballistic when I was telling them the truth about their 401k. You don't really get that on, on, on Instagram. Um, And you definitely don't get that on, on, on YouTube, but you do, you get a hostile environment on TikTok, but it's all good. You know what I mean? It's, it's just fun. The whole process. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a really good point. One of my, uh, my old business partners, Terrence McMahon was, uh, he, he was uh, a financial advisor and big in that space. And, and when we worked together, you know, it was like um, he, he consistently making the point that his, his goal for his social network is very different than mine, right? So he's not thinking scale, 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 because to your point, if he's making, if he's converting and getting sales off of his minimal audience, he's as happy as can be. Like mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, my, my content is the product, right? I'm monetizing the Spotify's and the YouTube's and the podcast. And I'm not saying there's not stuff on the back end, but I'm thinking like, you know, breath and, and just wanting to get this to as many people as possible. So that's a, that's a really important thing to differentiate. Yeah. Yeah. Eddie Pinheiro, founder of Your World Within. Um, I saw a statistic. I, it, do you have over 200 million streams globally uh, since you founded since you founded your business? 200 million? Did I say that right? Across across everything, yeah. Yeah. man it's amazing what that tells me is that you've enhanced and you know i'll go back to what rob was talking about before in terms of the benefit that we saw of leveling up during covid uh and how we you know even founded this channel right how to 19x your sales and we said okay well that doesn't make any sense because we're putting a cap on that it needs to be infinite opportunities and infinite opportunities come when your stage and your microphone gets larger right and so what do you see from a growth perspective as you build out and you continue to scale out your larger stage and your larger microphone, Eddie? Like, where do you see yourself moving into? Um, I, you know, I don't see much of like uh, an infrastructure change. I think just it's it's a lot of focusing on the, you know, being consistent and, you know, making sure that I'm being smart and methodical and, you know, leveraging what I have in, in different ways. It's like when you're growing quick and uh, it's happening on TikTok, like I haven't blown up on TikTok by any means, but I'm, I'm growing quicker than I thought there. So now it's like, okay, well, I need, I need to allocate time there. Like there's value there. And, yeah. and so the, the mind goes, all right, we'll make more, make more, make more, make more. And it's like, no, what can you do with what you have in front of you? And that's so often enough, you know? Um, so that was a big learning point for me. 
Got it. And uh, by the way, I'm going to put out to the audience because we are streaming live that if you do have a question, you're you're free to uh, raise your hand in the chat. Uh, we have oh, please. about 20, uh, 20 live participants. So if you have a Good question, you know, um, and I'll go into the comments here for a moment. Yeah, absolutely. In the uh, in the chat. And uh, <laughs> one person said, go Crusaders. Um, and uh, and oh, nice. obviously, you know, yep, continue to uh, continue to add value. So so Eddie, as 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 you continue to scale upward and as you continue to grow, um, you know, what, what sort, if I were to retain you, right. If I were to retain you from a, uh, from a consulting perspective, are you, are you doing coaching as well as, um, as well as writing? Uh, some consulting, but not, not like life coaching at the moment. Got it. Got it. So well, it, can I ask one question? Sure. If you were to have it all, what would that look like? Uh, what does that look like for you? What, what, what's an ideal situation? Yeah, I think uh, so. I like the simplification of online creator, author, speaker. I mean, that to me gets me excited. And uh, I'm, I'm in the midst of my first book and, uh, you know, doing the speaking thing. And that's definitely the path that gets me up in the morning. So that's it for sure. That's awesome. Right Apologize. There. I was just minimizing the chat there. So, <clears throat> oh, you're good. Yep. So um, I guess. It, the, the last question that I have before I turn it back over to Rob uh, is, you know, Eddie, when you shuffle off and leave this mortal coil, right, to, to steal my partner's uh, phrase, uh, what do you want to be remembered for? Giving people the tools to realize how powerful they are. Um, you know, I think there, there's this idea that, you know, my, my grandfather said it to me and, you know, I pass it along in, in my messages and my videos and my, my speeches that you're always stronger than you think you are. And I, I just, I've been moved by this idea that the biggest things in life, like the things that we want, especially when they're far away, they're far off, they don't seem manageable because they're so big. Right. And so the reality is like, if you can convince yourself to do the little things, the mundane things, to find value in the small victories, your life changes. And so that's a long way of saying, if I can package that and hand that to people who need it most, when they need it most, that, that make, make, make me more than happy. Um, That's my goal. So incredible, incredible. You know, I think it's, thank you for sharing that. And one of the things that every time I come across somebody successful, um, I'm always going to ask, what is it that, what is your rituals? Um, what separates you from the person that just can't get out of their own way by doing the little things? Uh, what is your process? Is there certain things you do every morning? There's certain things you do at night that kind of create that momentum. Yeah. I, I, Charlie Munger had a quote that I really liked. He he says, you are your own experiment essentially. And, uh, and the idea is show up, right? So like I've tinkered with my daily schedule a million times. Uh, I've changed things and, Funny enough, where I'm at now, I'm, I'm happier than where I've been in a long time. Um, it's it basically like I, it, that simplification being the goal, right? So when I wake up, there's three things that I think about. Uh, you know, what's the physical activity, like the, the workout? Uh, what's the big project? And then I sort of bucket all the miscellaneous things um, that aren't my one big project into another bucket. And it just helps me see things very simply and uh, stay on task. You know, I, I strongly believe that like when you go to bed and you had this long checklist and you didn't get to it all, 
you don't see yourself as someone that conquered the day. And it's important, you know, know, it's been said that like how we see ourselves is who we become. And so like when you put your head on the pillow at night, like I want to make sure as cliche and as corny as it may sound, like I want to make sure that I did what I said I was going to do uh, because you start to own that identity. You start to become that. and, And that's a very transformative, powerful thing. Hmm. Thank you for sharing that. You want to you want to ask some questions? Sir? Yeah, we got a couple of questions in the chat for you, Eddie. Uh, first question is, um, how did, who, well, asked the, who asked the question? Uh, the question came in from Nikhil Bon, and the, the question is, uh, I'm I'm assuming he's saying what, but what does your next level look like? Hmm. That's a great question. Yeah. So the next level, it's like, it, it's funny. Like you think of benchmarks, right? So uh, for me, like you know, YouTube, maybe a 1 million subscriber benchmark, but is that going to feel different? Is that going to be different? Probably not. Right. So for, for me, it's just continuing to grow and use different mediums to evolve. Like the, the book thing is, is important. And, uh, hey, you know, by the I'm way, si- the, the book Eddie is going to be great. Just so you know, <laughs> I appreciate it. Brother. I, appreciate I, it. I see what Chris does and, um, it, it's, it really adds so much and you have an audience already. It's going to be phenomenal. I appreciate that. I'm, I'm yeah. excited. It's, it's amazing how different it is, you know, yeah. writing to speak versus writing to write, you know, oh, yeah. it's a different art. Um, but that would be it in a nutshell to continue to grow and expand and, and just help the people around me evolve and grow with the mediums that uh, were, were given. Next question comes in from David Hammer. And Hammer time. Is- Hammer time. <laughs> Hammer time. Hammer time. Hammer time. Is attacking. Is. Uh, the question is, what's the meaning behind naming your book uh, while the world sleeps? Mm. Oh, man, that's awesome. So I, uh, yeah, I have an ebook on my website. Uh, it's called while the world sleeps. And basically, it's like short poems, thoughts, ideas. Um, and it came from a video where the main line is while the world sleeps, I you stay guess. You yeah. kick ass while the world sleeps. <laughs> while the world sleeps. You uh, kick ass. That's it, man. That's okay. it. it. And the idea is, uh, you know, that, that some of the most important things are the things that most people walk right by and don't give a second thought to. You know, you mentioned uh, a little while ago the, the, the power of awareness. Mm-hmm. And it's like where most people, you know, see defeat or, you know, despair. If you can be the one that says, well, wait a minute just like COVID somewhere in there, there's a little bit of opportunity. There's something that can move me, whether it's a mile or a step, it can move me in the direction I need to go. Uh, That's what really inspired that. I'm like looking back and I I did my TEDx talk on this too. It's like just sometimes stepping into discomfort changes your life. I mean, just doing the thing that kind of sucks transforms everything. So no question. And by the way, that's a good access. Quick question for the audience and for myself. How did you get on TED talks? That's amazing. Yeah, it was kind of a, it was a cool thing. I mean, so I moved from Boston to here and uh, I just was, was poking around and saw that um, the town that I moved to was, was holding uh, auditions and taking applications for it. Oh. And I said, absolutely. I'll sign that dotted line any day. Yeah. So love it. Love it. Next, qu- next question comes in from the mighty Ben Fox. Ben Fox is in the house. Ben Fox is ben in the Fox house. Ben Fox is in the house. He's smart as a fox. Absolutely. Right. When a client hires you to be creative, how do you keep them in the loop while creating a speech or a video before providing, call it the final product? Yeah, that's such a good question. That's such a good question. One thing that I've learned is uh, a lot of times 
more more yes than no. Uh, you don't want to talk through the intricacies of what you're doing with a client if it's a creative space. Like, I mean, obviously, you want you want their ideas, you want their goals, and you you know you want to have an intro conversation. But people people can't, and myself included. Like a lot of times, we can't express or articulate what we want. But when it's put in front of us, we go, ah, that's it, mm-hmm. right? And so to me, it's that balance of understanding and making it like it was for me and then giving it to them. And usually the, the, the alterations there or the feedback there is going to be minimal. And if it's not, it's not, but I think it's a fool's errand to take someone by the hand and say, all right, let's go. I'm going to make you this creative, you know, uh, piece of work. Uh, I need your, your input on every little thing. That's usually a disaster. Mm. Very true. Rob, final finals, brother? No, Eddie, you crushed it, brother. Um, I, 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 I really look forward to seeing you take those next steps. I'm excited. When is your book coming out? Um, it's it's going to be like at least a year. So it's it's way, way out there. But okay. Um, yeah. Awesome, though. Tremendous. And I'm sure you're going to put a lot of thought into it and, and do whatever you do in your process. Um, thank you for sharing not only your experience, strength, and hope, your success, some of your trade secrets, and um, I look forward to, to having a private conversation with me, you and Dave about uh, potential co-creation ideas. Yeah. Well, hey, anytime. And I appreciate you guys for having me. I'm so excited for, uh, for your success and all you've done. This is really cool. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. Wrap it up, Dave. Yeah, Eddie, um, you know, I, I, I thank you for taking our stage and microphone, folks. We are providing a stage and microphone for human excellence like Eddie Pinheiro. 257,000 subscribers to YouTube, 200 million streams worldwide, international speaker, author, uh, probably going to run about 700 miles in the next maybe two weeks or so, um, and, <laughs> and Dime Dropper. And, um, you know, every single Tuesday, we are constantly looking to bring value to the entrepreneur, looking to merge ecosystems with people like yourself. And uh, Eddie will obviously continue to watch what you're up to in the world. It's been really, really phenomenal. Any final finals that you want to leave for the group before we uh, conclude for this evening? Yeah. Um, well, thank you all too for your questions. I, I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, and uh, hopefully this added some value. Feel free to reach out to me anytime. I love connecting yeah. with folks and uh, always happy to, uh, to take questions, share thoughts, any, any of the above. So. Amazing. Thank you, Ed. Have a great night, brother. And I'll make sure the team gets you a copy of everything. Take care, guys. Amazing. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Infinity X. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube by searching We Are Infinity X. Until next time.